You are listening to Smaller on the Outside, the first, best, and only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our webpage at sotopodcast.wordpress.com. It's called the TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. It is. Go on, say it. Most people do. <laughs> Smaller on the outside. Hey, hey, and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast. My name is Dave, and I will be the Time Lord this evening, and with me as always is... Andy. The companion, yes. Uh, it or is, is it the carer? The the carer. Well, so <laughs> I don't have to, you know. Um, yeah, today was the second episode of the ever so popular sci-fi show, uh, Doctor Who. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk some announcements. Um, last week was obviously our first episode talking about Doctor Who in a quite a while. For our podcast, and in one day, we used up a like third of all of our bandwidth that we get for a month. <laughs> so, oops, can't say oops. It's not exactly our fault. It's 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 the listeners' fault. So stop listening. Oh yeah, wait, stop listening. No, <laughs> wait, wait, that's not right. Um, also. To bring it back to uh, 24, we were talking about last week, I said that I was starting to read uh, 24 Deadline, which was the new novel that came out, because we talked about 24, the show, uh, in our last season of Smaller on the Outside. And uh, so far, it's interesting, the book is, it's it's not the same format as the 24 Declassified books, it's not, it's, it's not, like, technically an hour every chapter. While there's still 24 chapters, it just doesn't focus much on what time it is. Somewhere in the time span of the 24 chapters lies 24 hours. So that's basically how it works. And it go, it, it's interesting because it talks a lot about recaps and it, it reintroduces uh, the character Chase. If you're ever wondering what happened to his character, read the book. It'll tell you what happened. So this week was the second episode called, if I'm... If I'm correct, it was called Into the Dalek. Yep. Where the hell have you been? It's not my fault. I got distracted. By what? We could always find something. Come on. Where are we going? Into darkness. Welcome to the most dangerous place in the universe. They're coming. They're coming! The enemy are right on top of us! I'm sorry. So this this was uh this was an interesting interesting episode. Um, it starts off with a spacecraft of some sort flying through, and it was like you're playing asteroids on uh, Atari, and this thing's like weaving in and out of asteroids, getting shot at uh, by this big ship, which turns out to be a Dalek ship, 
and it's this, a war between the humans and the Daleks in this episode. What happens is, I guess on the ship that's flying from them is this girl, I forget her name, and she has a brother as well. And the doctor comes and swoops up and saves her, but leaves her brother to die. Or something. <laughs> she kind of just forces him to take her back to her ship, or, uh, well, I guess she asks him nicely. They go there, and they find this Dalek. Uh, they have a Dalek in captivity, and it wants a quote-unquote doctor, not specifically the doctor, just a doctor, to help him with yeah. issues, medical medical issues, because he's dying. And the doctor says, why would anybody even want to help you? And it turns out this is somehow a a good Dalek, because it wants all the rest of the Daleks to die. It wants to exterminate all Daleks. So I was actually pretty glad that uh, that they didn't just have the Daleks just know the Doctor and have it be inconsistent. So they yeah. still didn't know who he was. Well, no, 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 no. You forget. They knew who he was in Time of the Doctor. Eh. They they got that information back from uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but well, this one didn't know who the doctor was though. He's no, like, he how do you know he who I am? He didn't specifically know who the doctor was, but but that could just because it that could just be because he has a new face too. So he wants the doctor to help him, so the doctor grabs Clara, aka Kara, aka the cleric, no, the. Clara slash Dalek. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's the first thing I thought of when I heard Into the Dalek, and then Clara was yeah, going into it. I'm like, she's been inside a Dalek before. Yep. This is the second time. Um, I want to mention something. The very beginning of this episode, before he picks up Clara, uh, he lands on this asteroid base, and they have this Dalek, and they want him to shrink down to go inside the Dalek. And this is very, actually very similar to an old Doctor Who episode, I believe it was the fourth Doctor, where he, he shrunk down and went inside of somebody, and I believe that was the episode where uh, he first met K-9 as well. Interesting. If because I'm, if what I'm I, correct, th I, I thought could, this... I could be correct. I'm I thought this sure. uh, really um, reminded me of the first season episode with the Dalek, because he said, yeah. he kept on saying... There's no such thing as a good Dalek, but we've had a good Dalek before. That Dalek killed himself because it was good, right? Yep, and there's also a line that, that the Dalek says later in this episode that I believe was said to the Doctor earlier. I don't know if it was in the first um, Dalek episode or if it was in another one. Um, the Dalek later says, you are good at be you're a good Dalek. Yeah. And I, I, believe, I, I believe a, a Dalek told the doctor something like that before. That I, sounded I, familiar. I don't know. I don't know. The doctor, Clara, and a team of these random human people uh, are shrunken down. You know, honey, I shrunk the doctor. They are shrunken down, and they are just kind of inserted into the uh, nostril-slash-toilet-plunger thing that sticks out of the Dalek. They go inside, and it's pretty much what you would expect to see from the inside of a Dalek. It's very, it's, it's, it's kind of like hollow, but it's also mechanical. It's got some wires. It's got, it's got some uh, organic things going on. And it, it's also got these antibodies that attack the things that are attacking it. 
So when somebody like shoots off their gun inside the Dalek, these floating like magic eight balls come out. And that's actually kind of similar to the episode um, "Let's Kill Hitler" when they go inside the big robot um, machine guy, the yeah. uh, Tesselecta. Yes, and it, it's got antibodies as well, but those are robots in there. They're they're scanning this guy, and uh, the doctor gives him some kind of pill or something. <laughs> This is very confusing. He gives him a pill, and the guy disintegrates. Well, no, he gives him a pill, which is, I, I believe it's some kind of, like, ra uh, radiation signal or something like that, and then the antibody kills him. Here's what's interesting about this season, so far, I'm guessing, from this doctor. He has very little care for other people's lives. Yeah, he, true. He's not really caring that people are dying at all. Like the girl's brother. He's like, yeah, well, I saved you, so you're welcome. And with that guy, he's like, yeah, well, he was already dead. I just, you know, whatever. When the dinosaur died, he wasn't all sad that the dinosaur was dead. He was just wondering why they killed him, why did they kill him in that way sort of thing. Yeah, he's, it, a, it's, he's a weird character. Yeah, he's, um, uh, he, he doesn't have the same kind of compassion for so life this or is the, the year. Life. So this is the year of the cynical doctor. <laughs> sure. That guy's dead, and then uh, they keep on going along the lines of figuring out what's inside this body. It reminded me, actually, of uh, the magic school bus. Yeah. <laughs> when they went inside that dude's body. <laughs> yep. So they're going through, they're going down into the like butt of the i don't know what the, <laughs> i don't know but it kind of looked like it um when they got all nasty and they're just following the signs of what's wrong with the uh the dalek and they find out that it's filled with this uh radiation leak which is basically the the crack in amy's wall yeah it did look like that yeah it was is this crack inside the dalek that was spewing out radiation and the doctor somehow uses his sonic screwdriver to mm -hmm. uh patch it back up i think it's yeah. the same uh, sonic screwdriver as before i don't think they've changed yeah he hasn't it. he hasn't changed it um just like the 10th doctor had the same screwdriver as the ninth yeah yeah i'm just waiting for that to change i'll like be a blue one or something it's like lightsabers which color is a red one we need a red one because he's evil <laughs> no, no because he because river song's uh screwdriver had a red setting <laughs> and she said you gave it to me yeah, but then again, we know the 11th Doctor actually gave was the one that gave her the screwdriver because if you watch the, um, I believe it's the Knight and the Doctor specials in the sixth season um, Blu-ray set, it's got, um, it, it shows Matt Smith going off to meet her with the, on the last night of her, before the uh, library thing. Uh, okay. Well, anyways, um... They patch it up, and what happens is the whole Dalek goes screwy again. It basically, it, was, it wasn't ever a good Dalek, they, they theorized. It was just broken, and they just fixed it. So it just goes off, and it starts killing more people. Yep. And, he's, and, and the doctor's like... I knew like, that was going to happen. Yeah, I figured it was going to happen. And the doctor's like, oh, well, oh, well. And then Clara was the Kara, and she... Uh, she kind of put him back on the right path, saying, think about what this is. Think about what's going on around you, why this happened. and What did we actually learn here? Did, 
Like, he says, no, there's no such thing as a good Dalek. It was just broken. And she's like, is that what we learned here? And then he's like, oh. And then he realizes, no, 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 we did learn that there can be a good Dalek if you, you know, if you change it this way, basically. Yeah, so, yeah, they, they go back, uh, they go back up, and they're going basically to the brain of the Dalek, uh, which stores repressed memories, um, which, uh, it has to hide because, um, in order to be a successful Dalek, it has to get rid of the stuff that would change it into a good one, um, or something like that. The crew are about to go to the brain. One of the other crew members gets killed during this process with the antibodies. And she goes immediately to the heaven with Missy slash the doctor's girlfriend, uh, quote-unquote, uh, from yeah. the first episode. So I'm glad that they came back to this. So again, once again, where are these people going? Are they actually in heaven or are they – Now, that's just th – that's the thing though because before we thought, okay, maybe that, that robot guy didn't actually die and she just picked him up and brought him to wherever she was. Well, this person that could not have happened here. This person no. died. This person, these people are dying. But here's an, another thing: we we theorized last week that uh, that they might be going to that heaven-ish um, dimension uh, River went to when she died. Um, the library server. Because thing. all of these deaths, from what I can see, are kind of electric slash um, okay. network. So so, because the the robot um, probably was had a network because it was connected to, to every it that way. Yeah, the, the robot was connected uh, through a network to his peers or whatever, um, and this he other died. One was killed by the antibody, which was a electric. Yeah, thing, and the whole it. Dalek has a network as well that it can speak to other Daleks. So yeah. they are in a networked uh, area as well. So it, there could still be something to that. I wasn't expecting just a regular person to go there, but I have no idea. But she's basically uh, that that lady in that heaven is like, I'm Missy, welcome to heaven. So is everybody that is coming into contact with the doctor and then dying going to this heaven? Maybe. Or it's just everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it has something to – I think it's specifically about the doctor. But I don't know what did you did you notice that they mentioned the silence in this episode? They did. I believe they did. the 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 Dalek mentioned the silence. Something about the silence. I don't remember. Yeah. But anyways, uh, the doc while they're doing their business, uh, basically, yeah, Claire is trying to find that memory that was hidden just to remind the Dalek of everything. While the Doctor goes and talks to the Dalek himself, and he's got all these these wires and these tubes uh, covering his feet and he wants to get into the brain of the Dalek to have the Dalek see what he sees, his world. And meanwhile, Claire's just pushing red buttons. <laughs> she's reactivating memories, basically. She's, she's reactivating memories and then she reboots the thing altogether. Yeah. Um, so she was installing updates and then she had to restart the computer. Um... Yeah. And when it restarts, that's when the doctor plugs the his mind into the Dalek, and then she, then the Dalek sees 
the beauty of the world through the, what the doctor sees, and then and then it kind of gets darker, and she's and then the um, the Dalek is like, I see hatred. You hate the Daleks. They are evil. We must exterminate the doctors. Oh wait, not doctors. Uh, da Daleks. Daleks. Daleks, right? I don't know. Yeah. They've been saying exterminate the doctor for fifty years. What do you expect? So he basically gets what he wanted. The doctor gets what he wanted, uh, and he gets the Dalek to ba basically save the day and still want to destroy other Daleks. Well, no, he wanted the Dalek to basically turn the other Daleks into good guys. I think that's what he really wanted. But, well, he sort of did, though. He turned that Dalek into a quote-unquote good Dalek, or Dalek that's no, doing no, good he, things. he tried. He he, he tried, but he he kept it just as bad, but in, instead of being bad and killing everybody else, it was being bad and killing the Dalek. Yes. That's, it, well, it was he's the still... same evil. It was just directed in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Which is basically what I expected to happen the whole time anyways. Right, right. But I think what the Doctor wanted to happen was to basically revert the Daleks back into good people instead of, you know, all these people that hate things and want to kill well, okay, yeah, but wasn't it that the after that happened, the the Dalek now was going to go back and he he uh, was going to get the other Daleks to kill other Daleks as well as that, or was he going to get them to self destruct or something? No, no, no. He said he was going to tell them that the human base was set to self destruct so that the Daleks don't come there and try to attack them again. Yeah. Yeah, um, but then the the Dalek, the doctor said something like, "I guess I was wrong. There, there can't be a good Dalek." And then the Dalek says, "No, you are a good Dalek." And um, that's what I was talking about. That was in the first uh, Christopher Eccleston Dalek episode. At the end, he says, "Because um, the doctor's getting all mad at the Daleks, he's like, I hate you, Dalek. I want to kill you.'" And the dog's like, you would make a good Dalek, you know? Yeah. Because, um, of his, because of his hatred for the Daleks is very similar to the Daleks' hatred for him, basically. Yeah. So at the end of this episode, uh, Clara answers a question the doctor asked her earlier, which was, am I a good man? And she basically just says, I don't know, because, you know, he's kind of crazy. And uh, then he takes her back to her job as a school teacher where she flirts with the mickey of this season <laughs> basically uh we, we we didn't really talk much about that earlier yeah um but do you think so they brought in this new guy he's a, he's a teacher he's kind of um socially awkward and yeah. <laughs> he so he he, ba he basically says no to her when she asks him if if he wants to go with her somewhere, I don't remember to where the it prom, was. prom, I think. <laughs> and and then and then he he goes back in his classroom. He's like a stupid, stupid, banging his head on the table. And then she she walks, she sees him doing all this, and it was it was kind of funny. Yeah. But um. But so, do you think there's something more to this story? Because in the beginning, the kids said, "Have you killed anybody?" And he said, "I was a soldier." make up your mind, and then, and then they asked him, have you killed anybody who wasn't a soldier? And he started crying. 
Yeah. So what's that about? I mean, is <laughs> there's something more to his character, I think. Um, but here's another question. If they get together, is, do you think that this is a, another potential situation like Mickey where he tries to follow her onto the TARDIS like Mickey did? It could be. It, it seems to me that in a way they kind of are restarting with the Doctor. It's like these storylines that we've seen from the first season are kind of sort of being reintroduced in a different kind of way. Yeah. Um, for and those at the that... end of the first episode, Deep Breath, um, they had the do- um, ha- they had Clara and the Doctor going off for coffee, which was which kind of tied in funny into the beginning of this episode. Um, but that's actually very similar to, uh, I believe it was the end of the second episode of Christopher Eccleston as well, because she came back after seeing the end of the world and she was all she wasn't feeling too great, and suddenly the Doctor's like, oh, why don't we go have some chips, you know? Yep. So it's kind of a similar ending there as well. So there's, there's, there is some similarities to Christopher Eccleston going on here. Yeah, but if you want to talk, well, if he's going to be like Mickey trying to follow her and everything, you'd also have to talk about another possible um, companion. And at the end of this episode, there was also that girl from the beginning who tried. He, she she tried to be a companion. She came and she's like, "Bring me with you," and. He didn't let her because she was a soldier, basically. Well, so is the. Uh, I know the teacher that's what guy. I'm wondering, so I think that's gonna. Be I just relevant. he's like I wish you weren't a soldier is what he said. Yeah. She's so like you're nice enough, but you're a soldier. So that's probably gonna be an issue that could stop that guy from becoming a companion. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This is very confusing. Very confusing. Um, what do we, so now we really get to see more of, uh, who the, this doctor is, and he's, like, the cynical doctor. Sort of. Um, I'm not really, yeah. I'm not really seeing very much, you know, quote-unquote, like, funny moments from him. Like, goofy. Not, not in this episode, Like, at least. he doesn't seem to be one of the goofy doctors, and I like the goofy doctors. I'd be kind of disappointed if he has no goofy moments. This episode didn't have as much. Um, it sort of has a little bit of a dark humor sometimes. Yeah. Um, it has, but like, old... The, fir- the yeah. first episode did have plenty of funny moments as well, though. Yes, so but the thing about the they first... They might balance it with funny episodes and serious episodes. The thing about the, of, like, the, first, doing both. the first episode was special, though, because he was still figuring out himself. Yeah. Same thing with when we first saw him. He was, most for the most part, still Matt Smith. Just with a different face. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> he acts quite. He act, doesn't act like Matt Smith at all. Well, we only saw him say like one thing when he first transformed. Well, yeah. The th- yeah, but now I don't know if he is complete. I think he's completely like the Doctor now, which is like now he's just a cynical guy. It usually takes like if you go back and watch Christopher Eccleston. The first couple episodes, it takes a little while to get used to the new Doctor. And then maybe by the third episode, okay, he's definitely, you know, he's he's settled into the character. I think the same thing happens with David Tennant, and I think the same thing happened with Matt Smith. So I think by the next episode, we'll get a more 
clear view on who this guy's supposed to be. See, now I'm, miss um, now I'm missing Matt Smith. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, the thing is with this, I did mention in the last episode, I said I think something that this guy does that is different is he does stuff that other people around him are not too happy with. Like like the letting that guy um, vaporize or letting that girl's brother die and stuff like that. And he does stuff that people aren't, you know, they, they don't don't think he would have done that, you know. He has very little consideration for human life, which is different. And also, like, just the way he acts around people. I mean, too. you'll have you'll have Matt Smith or David Tennant's doctor both, like, laying their life down for other humans and having all these grand speeches about human life and how great and and beautiful they are. And then you'll have this doctor who's like, oh, what, whatever, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Which is totally, totally different than what we're used to seeing. And I think we'll get that. I just think it needs to – I think they're trying to warm up to that. They, they want to start him off a little, who is this guy, and just kind of slowly get to know him, I think. I and then once we, once we get more in that, then they'll have more compassion – sides of himself or yeah. something i don't know yeah as for the structure of the episode it was a little too much like last season than i would hope <sighs> it would be i know i didn't think it would be that because the last episode didn't end like that and so instead we have this structure again where the doctor picks up the companion and leaves her off again at the end of the episode that's what we were stuck with the entire last season and it got really old it felt like special episodes when it really was they had a they had a whole episode dedicated to the idea that this is probably not the way to do it last season that was the power of three the power of three amy and rory were getting settled down into their regular lives and they're trying to decide whether they want to stay at home or they want to stay with the doctor you, you can't have both you want you have to pick one or the other was the whole idea and Amy and Rory ended up deciding to go with the doctor, which didn't end up very, lasting very long. But <laughs> that was the idea. You can't have both. you got to pick one or the other. And then they just went back. Okay, let, let's have both. And, and Clara stays at home and teaches while the doctor goes off and does stuff and then picks her up once in a while. Yeah, well, to do... That, that's to, not what a companion is. A companion lives on the TARDIS. We don't have that. Yeah. We haven't had that since, since Amy in season six. Yeah. Amy and Rory in season six. To be fair, though, it didn't exactly feel like a special one-off episode or anything. It no, felt, it didn't, didn't feel it like that. For the most part, but... it just felt like an episode. Uh, just a regular episode, but it did have that factor where it's it's the same type of thing. She's getting picked up and then getting dropped off. All right. The, the, yeah, when when that happens, it feels more like the episode is separated. It's not. A, it's not like a special, but it doesn't feel like a part of a series as you know, much. You got. You, you, you know, when you're a kid, you, you hang out with your friends at their house for a couple hours, then you go back home. That's not what we're supposed to be seeing here. She's supposed to live there. But they're, they're. I guess they're just wanting to push the whole idea of her as a school teacher. I don't know why. Which I don't um, really care about. <laughs> See, here's the thing. 
When when you have them living on the TARDIS, what happens is at the end of the episode, they go back into the TARDIS, the Doctor flips some switches, they go, woo, and the, the TARDIS <laughs> goes spinning or, spinning away, right? And then the next episode, the TARDIS comes spinning away and, and arrives at the, their destination. It, it sort of feels like a connection there yeah. between the last, end of the last episode and the beginning of the next episode. You don't have that when you drop them off at their house like that. It doesn't feel the same. Yeah. You don't know how much time has passed since the last episode, you know? Like, this time it was three weeks. That doesn't feel like a natural connection, Yeah, you know? It needs to be boom, boom, boom. Because what, what yeah. is, have they done to the show? They got rid of the two-hour episodes, and then the, they... The two-parters, yeah. The they two, got rid of the they two got parters. rid of the two-parter episodes, and, and they got rid of the easy um, thing, which is basically having them all connected like they go one after the other and they're all connected and they, they all tell this big story. Instead, we are usually split up with a bunch of different stories and it's just not as powerful of a season as a... the more procedural version of Doctor Who. I mean, even the old, the old series, if you go back to the old, old episodes, um, each story was sort of separate from the other stories, but everybody lived on the TARDIS. And the stories themselves were like four four parter episodes. Yeah, you know, and and so there there was still a connection in that series, but now everything is procedural, and and it's just like, what's the story of the week? And yeah, it's <laughs> it the story of like the week old... episodes. They're procedural, but the only thing that connects them is this Missy character in this heaven place. Yeah, but I mean, even that, it almost feels a little thrown in there. You know, it doesn't feel like it's it's deeply rooted into the right story. Because what was the much. the season with Amy being pregnant and not actually being there the whole time? Yeah, um, Missy's kind of like that character who opens the sl- the slate in the door. Who is this character? Madam Kavarian or whatever. Yeah, he's like, who is this character? What is their whole thing? But that's basically your whole assumption with them while the actual story of the show kept going. Yeah. Which is what it should be doing the whole time. You can't just have a mis- mysterious uh, character and say, oh, yeah, this is this is a complete and satisfactory season. Instead, we have split up episodes, and it's kind of annoying. <laughs> What I prefer them to do is what Russell T. Davies did and what Stephen Moffat did in season five and a little bit season six as well is where there is an overall story for the season, but you might not recognize it right away. It, it feels like it's all connected, um, and there is definitely some mystery there, but you don't really know what's going on until the end of the season they bring up this big revelation and you go back and you rewatch the season you're like holy crap look at all these little references i missed you know they 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 were building up this whole they had this whole idea set from the beginning of the season they had it implanted in these different parts in different episodes and yeah i haven't really seen a whole lot of that recently i know even even season six it was very there wasn't a whole lot of that there was there was some with the i think basically the first half of season six had most of that the second half was was less about that and more about just finishing up Amy and Rory, <laughs> even though they came back in the next season. Yeah, I think was uh, basically Stephen Moffat is too busy with Sherlock, and uh, <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, that's such a busy schedule, having that show come out every two, three years. <laughs> having for three episodes. It's really, t it's terrible. Um, no, I don't, I don't think that's the issue. I think Stephen Moffat is better as a episode, as an episode writer than a showrunner. Show I think he does a better job at writing individual episodes than he does writing the entire season. Yeah. I, th I think in the beginning, season five did so well because he was coming off the heels of Russell T. Davies, so he had a lot of inspiration from Russell T. Davies and how he did the seasons, but now he's been doing his own thing for so long that he's kind of spun off into his own style, and I'm not as big of a fan of that style. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, I like yeah. his episodes, and I like, I like the you know the quality of the work, and the quality of the writing, the quality of the acting, and all that. But um, it doesn't feel as much of, as a um, connected show as it used to. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I think what he, his problem is, he wants everybody to watch Doctor Who. And so he wants more people to join in every week, even if they haven't seen the yeah, previous Yeah, yeah, that's probably what he's going for, and that's uh, that's uh, that's not the best way to think about it. That's think about how the show is going. Don't think about the audience if they're coming in late. That's their the problem. The thing is, even if you go back to one of those old seasons that were good seasons, you could probably jump in at any point and still be thoroughly entertained you might miss some of the references but you'll still get it you still get what's going on for the most part and i i just think if you're coming in late that's your problem and you shouldn't be doing that anyways right so, so let them so worry the about that cater to those kind of keep people. focus on what makes a good show and don't settle for whatever because okay, so I don't know how long Stephen Moffat plans to go on for, um, or who he would plan on giving the show over to if he moved on to something else. Joss Whedon. But <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I don't know if he'd do it, but uh, no, I think I think the most likely contender right now is probably Mark Gatiss, based on. First of all, Mark Gatiss and Stephen Moffat worked together on Sherlock, and they've been working together since season one of Doctor Who. And uh, and and but the problem I have, I think Mark Gatiss is good. He he's uh, he really is a big fan of the show, and he might actually probably do a good job as showrunner. And but the as the I Doctor have, himself. <laughs> yeah, the problem I have with him is that his actual episode writing is is not up to par for me. If you go back to all his episodes, that they were like the Unquiet Dead, the Lazarus um, Experiment, or whatever it was called, um, and the the, 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 the Daleks in World War II episode. And, um, so basically, if you go back and look at all the episodes he's written, They've been kind of underwhelming episodes, so I wouldn't want him as the showrunner if if those are the kind of episodes he's gonna write. Especially since the the showrunner is the one that writes the uh, the the premieres and finales, especially. So maybe he would do a better job if he was running things. I don't know because usually if if you're just an extra writer on the show, you're 
you're writing the episode that somebody else told you to write. So <laughs> you know what would be I don't in- know interesting if Joss Whedon wrote the show. The show would be a lot better. Well, it might be a lot better, <laughs> but uh, I I'm almost completely certain that he would have the companion start to really kick butt. Yeah, because his his thing has always been about you know the strong female lead. <laughs> True. He's always had a strong female somewhere in his thing. I'd say I'd say Stephen Moffat's pretty good with that too, though. Amy Pond and Clara are really good characters, and so is uh, Sally Sparrow from Blink. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, I think Stephen Moffat's pretty pretty decent with that as well, but not like actual kung fu kick butt, but just, you know, just strong characters. Oh, by the way, there uh, I I don't know if I mentioned this on the previous episode or not, but it um, I was looking up the eighth season um, Blu-ray and DVD. And um, supposedly that is coming out, I believe, November 17th in the UK. So um, that pretty much confirms that this season all 12 episodes are going to air in order, you know, every week after week all the way through November. And then the Blu-ray comes out then. And then so, there will be an extra bl- a Blu-ray out for the Christmas special thing. Yeah, they're, they're not going to do, you know, where they split it up first half of season eight and then second half of season eight next year they're they're gonna do all 12 episodes so that's that's cool i like that that was the episode join us next week when we talk about the third episode of course uh my name is dave i am the time lord this evening and with me is andy the companion thank you for joining us on smaller on the outside give us a comment on our wordpress which is on sotopodcast.wordpress.com or you can leave us a comment on the podcast site itself which is sotopodcast.podomatic.com <laughs> um and you can of course we always like it when people follow us because that gives us great joy in our lives <laughs>